0: Time for another episode of the Tannin' J-Man Show. He's got a fat head of himself up. I saw that on social media over the weekend, and I might just have to get one of myself. Because <laughs> that is, uh, that's some cool stuff. <laughs> that is a cool thing there, t Dog. Not like your head could get any bigger. Uh, but, uh, how you doing
1: tonight, Tannin' man? Doing good. Felt like I was a part of a, a weekend, even though I wasn't even there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. It looks
1: just like you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness I don't have a twin out there, huh? Whew. Yeah. The world can only handle, handle one tannerly. T- t- we don't need another one. Yeah, uh, definitely don't need another one. But uh, doing good, Jay, yeah, man. Doing good. Um, wish this smoke from Canada would stay out of the air.
0: Yeah, ours uh, was bad over the weekend
1: and it's kind of dissipated now. Nah, so. It was bad today down. It's down. The, yeah, yeah, it's period. just annoying, though. Why do we have to worry about this every week?
0: The Canadians, man, I tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, what you gonna do, huh? Eh? What you gonna do, eh? Eat some uh, poutine. I've never had poutine, have you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it good? Yeah. Looks good. good. What'd you get like is there a different kind like what kind did you, you get? Look did you down get like original kind
0: of the, the traditional, it's like uh French fries, I think there's mashed potatoes in there, gravy and cheese curds. Yeah. I
1: like fries. I like mashed potatoes. Say all my. I like gravy four, and I like curds. So four of my favorite foods. All Pretty mixed much the, the food groups right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. But I got some birdie or bogey for you tonight. Uh, we are still tied. I was able to sneak away the par last week, and uh, you got a chance to either go ahead, fall behind, or stay right on pace. Because my question for you, it's NFL related is who are the only two current NFL quarterbacks who are in the top ten of career-passing touchdowns in college football history?
0: College football history. Hmm. That's a really good question that I'm definitely going to get wrong.
1: Uh, All you got to do is get one one of the two right for par. Get them, both, for get them both right. You get birdie. You miss them both, you get a both. Birdie hmm. so. Bogey is brought
0: to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House. It has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester. It is wing day. Monday Monday. $2 smoked whole wings and $1 off domestic beers every Monday. Um, on Tuesdays, they've done Taco Tuesdays here recently where they've had $3 Beria Tacos, which uh, are some Taco of my favorite Taco Tuesday. You so and over the weekend they had shrimp stuffed fillet, our fresh cut eight ounce fillet mignon, whereas my dad said filet mignon on his first date with my mother hey, that worked one. out yeah. perfectly fine for him. <laughs> stuffed with a blend of shrimp, bacon, jalapenos, herbs, and spices, nestled on a bed of smoky bernay, bernay, bernays, 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 bernays I believe, and paired with mash and green beans. So. uh. It just uh, gives you a glimpse of their uh, delicious food they got there at Arlington. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was talking to the owner, a Bryce, of mine on Friday when I went to the sister restaurant of the Arlington Public House, Dreddy's Place, for lunch when I was down in Rochester, Indiana on Friday. And he was telling me about that special coming up on Saturday. And it sounded good, but then I saw the picture of it. And I'm yeah. going to have to get that next time they have it.
0: Yeah. Um, again... Okay, gotta make my way down there i've not been there since it's uh
1: changed owners yeah it's been a little while
0: yeah so uh but uh yeah uh get your veggies too you always gotta get your veggies <laughs>
1: well they do always have veggies with their meals like you said fresh they garden do. veggies so we want to start with tonight, there tana man well uh, why don't we start with some mlb some mlb talk we're in All the right. second half now it's begun um you know, and I know our viewers and listeners are going to hear me say this and say, sure, or whatever. I almost predicted the MVP last week, and then I'm like, nah. It was going to be a joke. It was going to be a joke. I was going to throw out Diaz winning MVP as a joke because he's the only Rocky in the All-Star game. Never thinking that he was going to win the MVP. Then he wins MVP. It's one of those, it, I should have done that.
0: This is how much I watched All Star Weekend. I'm like, what are you talking about MVP? Uh, oh yeah, All Star
1: game. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Uh, Elias, Eli- Elias Elias Diaz, former Elias Pittsburgh, Diaz, yeah. former Pittsburgh Pirate. So that's where I remember him. Uh, it's the two run homer in the eighth, which it's it's kind of funny because uh, people were talking like, man, do we really need? Um, a guy from each team to be in the All Star game is that really necessary? And they were kind of pointing to Diaz being the guy. Like, do do we really need a guy from every team because he's not he's not very good? All that, and then of course he hits the the game winning homer. So it's kind of crazy uh, that that's uh how that played out. And it 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 seems like that sort of stuff happens all the time um when people are complaining about something, and then the exact thing they're complaining about uh, ends up having weird. Um, implications, But, uh, yeah, you, you you look at his numbers. He's been a below-average hitter. Uh, he's solid defensively behind the play. But somebody's got to make it uh, from each team, which uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of changed that um, going forward because uh, some good good players were left off the list uh, in favor of guys like Elias. Dias, but, again, hit a two-run homer to win the game.
1: Yeah, uh, he but, was the first uh, Rockies catcher to, um, to make the All-Star game. Um, can you name me? He, he was the sixth catcher in MLB history to be all-star MVP. Can you name the other ones?
0: Um, no, Buster Posey. I'm trying to think of good catchers here. Not Buster Posey. Any, any happen
1: in our lifetime? Yes.
0: Uh, yes. A couple of them. Mike,
1: Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza, 96 with the Dodgers. Um,
0: E.J. Pierzynski? Nope. Good guess, so. though. It's a terrible guess. What are you talking about? Um, who? Right, I don't got it.
1: Uh, we had, let's go back in 19... Where is it? Oh, 1981, Gary Carter. And he won mm-hmm. it again in 84. Uh, We also... I'm trying to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody here. We had Terry Steinbach in 1988 of the A's. A's? Yeah. Piazza, like I said, in 96. Sandy Alomar Jr. of the Indians in 97. Even
0: been on my radar.
1: Then we had, uh, gotta go down a ways here. Brian McCann of the Braves in 2010. Okay. and vaguely remember that one. Oh, yes, Diaz this year. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting one. I feel like I had another one on here. Just uh, stand back. No. That's it. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um I don't think anyone saw that coming <clears throat> uh as no. far and he's he's honestly probably fortunate to even get in the game. Uh it 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 is kind of crazy and I'm so glad they're not doing it anymore where winner gets home field advantage cuz that was so stupid. Uh cuz your best players that are in there play the first couple innings and then your players get worse as the game goes along uh when they get in and now um it uh I'm glad that old Manfred changed that where the winner of the all-star game gets home field advantage in the playoffs. But as far as the home run derby went, I did not watch a single second. We kind of I watched the
1: very end of it.
0: We kind of talked about it last week, how it's not really appointment viewing anymore uh, like it used to be. Uh, I planned on watching it. And then uh, my wife had a movie on and you and you-, you know how sometimes you just sit down and you're watching something you just kind of get sucked in a little you get bit invested and, yep and, you, and that's that's kind of what happened so i didn't watch any of what movie but it, uh it, it was an old movie with uh, melissa mccarthy i think the heat with uh, oh that's I've seen that. yeah i like yeah, that it's, movie. it's, it's pretty yeah. funny i'd never seen it before yeah it's funny uh, it, it it kind of sucked me in uh, but my book it last week was randy arosa reina winning the home run derby i believe that was my book it um and he ended up uh finishing runner up losing to uh Vladdy Jr. Uh, so uh, like father, like son there, uh, Vladdy Jr., Vladdy Sr. both went in a um, home run derby. So that was, that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, but as as far as the baseball goes, so obviously we've only had one series here uh, since the All-Star break ended. And um, uh, speaking of the Cubs, um, they need to take advantage of this week's schedule. Now, the Red Sox came into Wrigley in last place, but they were six games over 500, Mm -hmm. five games over 500. Uh, So they're a pretty good team, and Cubs laid an absolute egg on Friday. They won on Saturday, then laid an absolute egg on Saturday as well. Well, the reason
1: they won on Saturday was because you and your parents were in attendance. That's usually a reason why they lose is because we are in
0: attendance. (laughs) But uh, we we did get to see a pretty good game. Cody Bellinger hitting a Grand Slam. That was a pretty cool moment. Um, It was the first time we'd seen him win. It was the first time I'd been in person where the Cubs have had a lead since 2019. Um, of course, you I go to think- about one
1: game a year, one, two games a year, Yeah, two, usually two
0: or three games a year. Uh, Is- I think I'll get to another one. this year. I got a but- couple
1: questions for you about your experience on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Is that the most runs you've ever seen the Cubs score in person? No, no. Okay. No, I've seen them score.
0: I think they scored 13 one time in Cincinnati. I've seen, I've seen them score double digits a few times. That was – uh Be- Bellinger's Grand Slam was the first Cub Grand Slam I've seen in person. I've seen the Cubs give up multiple Grand Slams, but I've never, I've never seen the Cubs hit one until Saturday. I saw
1: Scott Rowland for the Phillies hit one there um, yeah, Um one time. And then I saw the Reds pitcher that we've talked about a yeah. few times on the podcast hit one against the Cubs. Um yeah. What was the most popular jersey or shirzy in the stands that you saw? Um
0: – Honestly, I don't even remember. No. Uh, I saw a, um, I think his name's. he plays with the Reds, uh, Steer. His his last name's Steer. Uh, I saw a Cincinnati Reds, Spencer Steer, Jersey. He's a rookie. This guy was decked out. I, I hate the guys that go to a ballpark where um, two teams are playing and they're not one of the, your teams and yep. they're decked out in whatever. Yep. So typical Reds fan uh, doing something stupid. And the Reds had a great weekend. Um, themselves, but uh, um, as far as Red Sox jerseys go, I could not name you a single Red Sox jersey, and there's quite a few Red Sox fans, but I don't remember seeing a single like one that stuck out.
1: I didn't know if Lava maybe had Ortiz jerseys, or I guess know.
0: I didn't really look that hard to be honest, yeah. Um,
1: because it I'm- seems like a lot of people, especially if the team. Has struggled the last couple of years. You'll see their older jersey of their legends. Yeah, I the worn guy, around. the
0: guy sitting in front of us was wearing a Patrick Wisdom jersey. For some reason, he dropped
1: money on a Patrick Wisdom jersey, <laughs> which makes no sense. Um, like what? What? What is the best-selling Cub jersey? Would you say right now? Of the current players, yes. yeah, yeah.
0: Price Strowman, I would Strowman, imagine. Okay.
1: Although pitchers don't really.
0: Half jersey sales. That's uh, Dansby Swanson. I would say, excuse their high-priced free agent yeah. guy. Uh, Nico Horner's probably another guy that's up there. Maybe say a Suzuki, Ian Hap. Uh, there, there were a lot of Rizzo jerseys still sure, walking around. Sure, which,
1: Rizzo, Bryant, all that whole yeah, group. Probably there'll be yeah. quite
0: a few. Um, guy was wearing a jersey in front of me. That oh, a Jock Peterson jersey. you're we walking in. <laughs> he was like, he was a Cub for four months, and the guy was wearing his jersey. I thought that was kind of
1: funny. I always like going to sporting events and seeing what jerseys, like, the most popular among people wearing, and then what what are the outlandish ones. Like, especially when I go out to Denver for Bronco games, I always see yeah. some crazy ones, like Jerry Rice in, in Bronco jersey didn't even play a game, things like that.
0: Yeah, well, we, we sat second row, upper deck, which were great seats. Um and so there wasn't really a whole lot of looking around to see jerseys because we were in front of everybody. Makes sense. Um, and I didn't really think about it walking around. I should have, though, because I knew you were going to ask this question. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, again, I'm I'm trying to think, was there a Boston Red Sox jersey that really stuck out? I'm sure there were some big poppy. Yeah. Um, I I did see probably the most I saw now that I think about it was Dustin Pedroia. Solved three or four of those Um makes sense But uh yeah it was the only good game the Cubs played uh this Weekend and uh the trade deadlines coming Up here in about two two weeks from Today I think it's the trade deadline or two Weeks from tomorrow um I can't remember If it's the 31st or August 1st but Um They need to go on an absolute Heater in order to uh prevent Them from selling and that includes it Is a must sweep series Here to start uh this week against the Washington Nationals. You're at home against one of the worst teams in the National League. They have second-worst record in the National League. You need to sweep them. There's zero excuse. You win two out of three. It's not good enough, in my opinion. You you lose this series, it's done. I mean, they're completely done. They're eight games behind the Milwaukee Brewers. And the crazy thing is uh, the New York Yankees are nine games out. They're in last place in the AL East, And they're everyone's talking about them buying at the trade deadline. Cubs are eight games out. And everyone's talking about them selling. The difference is obviously one team six games under 500, one six over 500. Um, but uh, the Central Division's bad enough where a team can go on a run. Cubs have not proven that they can be that team that can go on a run. Uh, any sort of heater to get back into this thing, um, and it just it's depressing to be honest. To be the third straight sell-off, no GM, b- president of baseball should ever get the opportunity to sell off three straight years, and Jed Hoyer is going to get that opportunity. Um, trading guys like Marcus Stroman, uh, just sets you back another year. Cody Bellinger as well, but Bellinger is a free agent and on the surface, it makes sense. He's 27 years old, having a fantastic year, his best year he's had probably since his MVP season. And, um, he's a guy they need to somehow try to figure out, figure a way to keep around elite defensively in center field. Great at first base. That doesn't happen where uh, you have a great first baseman and a great defensive center field. They're all in the same player um they have holes at both so again having a great year offensively defensively he has a scott boris client which makes things incredibly difficult because they're going to want a ton of money and they're not going to sign an extension before the season ends so on the surface that makes sense trading him marcus stroman doesn't because that just creates another need uh going into the offseason where you need a top of the rotation sort of pitcher like marcus stroman's been and it just sets you back and if they want any sort of chance to compete next year, you have to not sell. There there are pieces you can trade away like in the bullpen that are kind of veteran guys that they're replaceable. Eas- easily replaceable. Like a Mark Leiter Jr., Jer- Julian Merriweather, um oh, the guy who was the closer at the beginning of the year. Why can't I remember his name? He just pitched. He's terrible. But he's he's a guy um that that could be traded as well. Maybe even a Kyle Hendricks it'd suck to trade another one of their The only player left from the 2016 uh, team, but he is a guy that's uh, had a pretty good year so far and could be valuable as a back end of the rotation sort of guy. Uh, So those guys make sense, but a Marcus Stroman makes very little sense. The Cubs need to, at the very least, in my opinion, soft buy. Uh, What that means is try to acquire um, major league caliber talent with multiple years of control um, of team control. And uh, they have the prospect depth to do it. And now's the time. Even, even if it's not about winning this year, they have to, have to compete next year. Um, Jed Hoyer is operating like his job is completely safe. And he shouldn't be operating this way. This dude's taken no chances whatever in his entire tenure since Theo Epstein stepped away. And um, it's it's shown. It's shown they haven't been willing to go out and spend high dollar. And then they finally do with Dansby Swanson and that's great, uh, but where's it got him so far? There are other um, acquisitions. Michael Fulmer is the guy I couldn't remember, uh, but Michael Fulmer, close the beginning of the year, terrible. Trey Mancini, horrendous. Eric Cosmer, horrendous. Um, Jameson Tyone, horrendous. All these guys, besides James B. Swanson that they've picked up, have been, for the most part, pretty bad. Um, obviously not counting Cody Bellinger. He's been good, but uh, it's time to start at least showing that they're uh, willing to go out and do what it takes to win because they just they haven't they they just haven't done it and it's it it just feels like the organization's got complacent. Tom Ricketts finally opens the checkbook, which is great, but they had opportunity and I've talked about this ad nauseum since 2017 or 2018. They've uh, had opportunity to extend that window and the pocketbook just completely zipped up. And uh, they didn't do it, and now they are feeling the after effects of that. They have the new sports book there, the DraftKings sports book that supposedly is gonna give them all the money in the world. Well, where's that? When's that gonna happen? Um, it's it's an incredibly frustrating situation. I've I grew accustomed to the Cubs competing every year over a five, six year stretch, and now all of a sudden it just feels like there's no hope and yeah, no no direction either. Um, where at the beginning, early stages in 2012, when Theo took over, you, you could see a vision and see a, um, a plan. And right now they're just throwing stuff at a wall and hoping it sticks. And, um, there's no plan, no direction. And, uh, it's getting to the point where unless they go on some sort of hot streak here the next two weeks and stay in it and keep this team together, um, they need to clean house, but I just don't think, uh, Tom Ricketts
1: has the gumption to uh, do it. You've used the term over the years on Twitter, hashtag clean house, too often as a too sports often. fan, I feel mm-hmm. like. I don't think I've ever done it for the Cubs, though. I don't think um, you have. Dolphins, maybe. Illini.
0: Dolphins, definitely. Um, Illinois football, uh, definitely back in the day. But uh, it's uh, it's getting to the point where it's it's sickening because this should not be happening you're in the third largest market in the US um it just it there's zero excuse for this to be a three year thing and they even told us it wasn't a rebuild um clearly a rebuild <laughs> kiss of death words when yeah, somebody if, says if, that if you're still uh, still doing this but uh, yeah. yeah as as i said they're 8 games behind the Milwaukee Brewers um and they're 8 games out of a wild card spot too so your best bet is getting trying to get hot and uh get to the Milwaukee Brewers who, who played who played some good baseball they've they've kind of cemented themselves maybe not cemented themselves but uh kind of sent a statement out to the NL Central here Taking, I think they took 5 of 6 from the Reds the the past two series uh that uh we're we're still the team we're still probably the team to beat here but uh yeah
1: well let's talk about the Reds a little bit contender
0: or pretender right now yeah, uh, this is this is a good good segue into contender or pretender. Um the Reds absolutely in my opinion are a contender right now. Um they are second place in the it's NFL. it's weird to hear you say nice things about the Reds. I I I'm I'm stating facts. So, um it has nothing to do with me being nice cuz I I hate being nice uh, to the Cincinnati, especially the Cincinnati Reds. Uh according to Baseball Reference, their postseason odds are 31%. Uh, which isn't obviously is not above 50. Uh, I can do math, but uh, yeah, Sometimes. they 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 add some pitching and uh, they'll be right in it. Um, they're calling up their top prospects. They have another one coming up here, um, this uh, tonight, actually. And I'll actually bring him up real quick because I cannot remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, sounds like he's he's like a DH first base type. Oh, so I'm probably... sure we'll
1: know his name soon. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> he'll, he'll split some time. Uh, with Joey Votto, at first, I think he's a first base type. Um, Christian Encarnacion Strand, he plays first third base. He'll probably DH, I imagine, because uh, their infield's kind of loaded right now. Believe it or not, uh, he's hitting three thirty one down Triple A Louisville, four hundred five on base, six thirty seven slugging, ton of homers. Uh, making his major league debut uh, this week, so they have another guy coming up. Matt McClain's been fantastic rookie shortstop. Um, Ellie De La Cruz has been. So good so far since he's come up. Uh, he, he set a major league record for fastest throw, fastest assist on the infield yesterday from third base when he threw a 97.8 mile per hour ball over to first base to get a guy. Uh, so they are a uh, they are a burgeon, burgeoning, bur, burdening, burgeoning, burgeoning, um, burgeoning. I don't know why I'm trying to use fancy words on this Monday. Uh, they are buttoning. That's word, man. Uh, Buddening team, they're <laughs> budding, but um, i stop, stop, stop talking. <laughs> uh, they they uh, need some pitching. Uh, their ERA is 4.8, which is 13th in the National League. They've got, they've been better here of late, but uh, Hunter Green's still on the injured list. Uh, Nick Lodolo's still on the injured list, so I think they're going to go uh, pretty hard after some pitching at the deadline, and they can stay right in it. Um, so yeah, I I would say they are a contender.
1: As of now that Mooney on Facebook says there's someone in your group chat that likes Josh's statement about the res right now. Yeah. um, And he also said, he also said blossoming question mark Blossom. That's, I I think that's the word I'm blossoming. I think that
0: was the word I was looking for. So thanks Thad. (laughs) Um, The Miami Marlins. Are they pretender or a contender? Oh man. I'm going to say contender. Why not? They are eleven games over five hundred. Uh, they've they've kind of hit a rough patch this month of June, uh, but they pitch really well.
1: We're in and, July, uh, dude.
0: They've they've hit a rough patch in the month of July. <laughs> um, Josh is having uh, a rough
1: patch on this Monday night.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, they uh, they they need some offensive help. Jazz uh, Jazz Chisholm uh, is out for a while. He's one of their better offensive players. Um, Jorge Soler has been fantastic. Louis Arise, Of course, has been you know, he's great. been pretty
1: good everywhere. He's been uh,
0: 400. Soler. Soler. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was the guy that I thought had the, uh, when he came up with the Cubs that I thought had the uh, highest probability of being really good. And it didn't pan out with the Cubs. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's been good with the Royals. He's been good with the Marlins so far. Um but uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you. I think they are a contender just due to their pitching. Uh their um their GM Ken. Ng, I, I honestly don't know. It's NG. Her last name is NG. Only female general manager in uh in baseball, anyway. I don't know if she's the only female general manager in sports. Is there an NBA GM? Who's uh, female? Anyway, good question. Um Can she she's she's turned the franchise around, she's done an unbelievable job. So I'm excited to see what she has up her sleeve. Here in the next few weeks, as far as adding some offense, um, Philadelphia Phillies right behind the Miami Marlins.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you got to call them a contender. They got too much talent.
0: Yeah, um, again, they'll be very active here at the trade deadline. Um, they need Bryce Harper to start hitting for homers again. He had the longest homerless drought of his career. Um, and they also need him to get healthy enough where he doesn't have to DH so he can switch to the outfield. Because Kyle Schwarber's been one of the worst-rated defensive outfielders in the history of the sport uh, so far this year. Um, but spe- speaking of Schwarber, he's hitting 89, but he's still at 25 homers, so he's still kind of valuable. Um, but, yeah, I I, I, I agree. I, I think they need some starting rotation help because their rotation's kind of been uh, bad, and every team needs some
1: Open. it looks like they're the only team in uh, men's professional north american sports to have a GM as a female they also their president of BAPO, of president of business operations is a female no kid mm-hmm. caroline O'Connor. That's why
0: they're having mm-hmm. yeah. um let's see here uh the
1: san francisco Giants. uh i'm gonna say pretender why not i gotta i, I can't say contender for all these teams i guess i gotta throw a pretender at somebody giants are a game and a half behind the
0: la dodgers 78 percent chance to make the postseason according to baseball reference um per use they've struggled offensively but their pitching has been really good third in uh, major league baseball in er or in the national league in era logan webb's been fantastic Ant- alex cobb has been fantastic fantastic they have Arguably the best bullpen in the National League, too. So they uh, they add some starters and they add a bat. I uh, haven't heard their name mentioned much among uh, trade talks so far. But again, we got two weeks. I am going to go with contender, actually, uh, for All right. San Francisco uh, Arizona Diamondbacks.
1: Oh, man. Let's see. I'm looking it up here 52 uh, 42. I'm going to go pretender.
0: I agree with you. I think they might be a year away um, from being the team uh, to watch there in the uh, NL West. Corbin Carroll's probably got their rookie of the year on lock so far in the National League. It's been fantastic at 22 years old. Um, their offense as a whole has been pretty good, but they're pitching 11th in the National League in the 4.41. They do have one of the Cy Young favorites, uh, probably in that top three to five so far, Zach Gallen, who's been good. Uh, but other than that, their pitching's been, for the most part, pretty bad, um, including former Cubs Zach Davies with an ERA over six. So they go out and get some pitching help at the deadline. We can easily switch them into uh, contender mode. But as of right now, I'm going to say pretender. Now I'm going to throw the Padres or the Mets on there because they've been so disappointing. Um, Seattle Mariners sitting here at 500.
1: Contender or pretender? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's That was your uh, World Series runner-up. tick start the year let's see hmm hmm I'm going pretender again three in a row I 100%
0: agree with you Uh, their uh, GM or president of baseball ops Jared Depoto, is a guy that will wheel and deal like crazy to try to get uh, the team to where they need to be like they did last year with uh, trading for Luis Castillo um, so I bet he has something crazy up his sleeve. Maybe a Shohei Otani trade in division, which would be crazy. Uh, but uh, Julio Rodriguez is kind of taking a step back in the second year. Uh, he hasn't been as good. Uh, they just haven't gotten much production offensively. It's been kind of a struggle. Ty France hasn't been as good as last year. Um, J.P. Crawford's been solid. Colton Wong's been terrible there. Um Eugenio Suarez has been below average. Uh their big time pickup Teoscar Teoscar Hernandez has been just been kind of league average. Um AJ Pollock's been bad. So they didn't have a great offseason. They are um nine American league in runs. Their pitching's good though. So if, if they can go out and get a bat like a Shohei otani or really any sort of bat that could turn them around. They are only eight games out, so they, they're they still in it, but that's a really good division with the Rangers and Astros ahead of them. Uh, but to, as of right now, I'm agreeing with you. I think they are a, a pretender. I don't even want to put the AL AL Central on here, so I'm not going to. Bad, bad weekend all, for
1: the Guardians.
0: All five teams are bad, yeah. the you know. uh, Cleveland, I think, came into the weekend leading, uh, leading and now they're yep. two and a half out yep. uh, behind the Minnesota Twins. But again, Twins are two games over five hundred. Guardians three games under. Um, I don't yeah. see th- one one of those teams has to make the playoff. That's
1: our World mean. Series predictions. Of you had Padres over Mariners, I had Padres over Twins. Uh, Not man, looking so hot right now. That's terrible. That was
0: terrible. <laughs> uh, the American League East Yankees, pretender or contender. I don't think they can stay healthy enough. They need Aaron Judge back. They have been. Um, one of the worst offenses in baseball.
1: He's been uh, taking BP out in Colorado. So,
0: Yeah, it's it, it's a toe thing, though. So who knows yeah. how long that's going to last. Um,
1: I mean, Garrett Cole has already tied Louisiana Lightning for the most 10 strikeout games in Yankee history. Man, yeah.
0: I mean, he's probably the odds-on favorite to win or one of the favorites to win the ALC. But Cyano. they don't
1: win games, even with him on the mound, because, I mean, yesterday they had – Two different, two different times they had two run leads. I like think one in an the eighth and once an extra innings, and they blew both of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I saw a report yesterday. The Yankees are looking for catching help, offense help, starting <laughs> rotation, um, and some back end relief. So they're they're looking for everything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they are. If if Judge comes back, I could see him turning it around. But that division's too good. Uh, that I'm. I think I'm going to go with Pretender for now.
1: Yeah, I just don't think they can stay healthy enough, and I. I don't know. I just, I know I've talked about him a lot lately, but Aaron Boone's time, I, I just think it's coming. I, I think agree. his time's come to an end soon. Yeah. Uh, the Boston
0: Red Sox. Uh, pre, pre, pretender. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, the The pitching's not good. They do, they have really good offense, though. They're um, third in the AL and run scored. Uh, Raphael Devers has been great. Uh, Masataka Yoshida has been fantastic coming over from Japan, hitting 317. Um, um Justin Turner has been a great pickup. He's the guy I wish the Cubs would have signed to play third base, but of course, as I said, Jed doesn't like <laughs> to take any sort of chances. Uh, but yeah, I I I I will go on record, I think every team in the AL East finishes over 500, which is which, which would is be incredible. Hard.
1: Has that ever been done?
0: I can't imagine a scenario. Uh, or I, I can't I, I don't even I can't even think of any
1: time that's ever happened. Uh Toronto Blue Jays. See, I think, I think even though all these teams are fairly good, I still think then a day, three at the most get in, and maybe only two. Um, man, I want to say pretender again. I feel like all of a sudden that's all I'm saying for all these teams. But
0: I am going with contender here. Uh, I think they are the better of the teams between the Red Sox, Yankees, and them. Um, they've. Have- uh, i think they'll go hard after pitching the deadline i know i've heard them uh, mentioned a bunch for Marcus stroman which that's where stroman used to pitch yeah um so he, he he's a guy that could go back over there and fit in very easily um they they, they just have a lot of talent I mean Vladdy Jr. juniors kind of had a bad year by his standards. Bill has been good. Matt Chapman's been good. Kevin Kiermaier's been having his, probably his best offensive year of his career. George Springer's been good. It feels like there's another level to them, and they're just kind of hanging around. Mm-hmm. Six and a half games out behind the – or six games out behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I, th- I think they'll stay in it um, right now. And, and, and they do have like a three-game lead on a playoff spot, uh, which of course is so early. Um, and then I think we can both agree that Baltimore Orioles are for real. Uh, 22 games over 500. Uh, Adley Rutchmans turned into an absolute superstar. Um, Gunnar Henderson's turning into a star as well. That entire team's young, uh, fun to watch. They are the, um, I, I, I would say the American League version of the Cincinnati Reds, except a little better.
1: Uh, quite a young bit. and exciting.
0: Yep. Uh, on on the come up, I should say. But uh, um, as far as trade deadline goes, it's in two weeks, and we'll have a preview for that. But I think. Uh, it's uh, it's starting to trend towards Shohei Ohtani being dealt. Yeah, so it'll be real interesting to see where he ends up. I don't think he'll end up in L.A. Dodgers. Uh, could see the Yankees. I don't know if they have enough to get it done. No, probably not. Many teams have enough to get it done, uh, except maybe the Tampa Bay Rays, and that has been a team which that would be, That'd interesting. be crazy. Uh, and really then, then would he
1: would he only be a rental for them, and then go elsewhere Absolutely. in the offseason? There's yeah. no way they'd uh, yeah. be able to afford. <laughs> yeah, he show. costs more than the yeah. franchise, so they would be
0: going out to win a World Series, and that's yeah. that's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah. Put all the chips in the middle.
0: Yep, yeah. uh, Oakland Days already have 70 losses. They're 25 and 70. That's embarrassing. Uh, they're <laughs> just waiting for that season to end. So, same with Kansas City Royals. They're 40 games <laughs> under 500. That's pathetic. <laughs> But uh, I think that is all I got as far as baseball goes. We, uh, we covered
1: a lot. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah, Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Well, you want to get educated real quick? Let's yeah, do Let's see what has happened in the sports world on this day on July 17th. <laughs> Looking like it's pretty Wimbledon heavy so far. Pretty Wimbledon yeah, heavy. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Um, Okay, I gotta I gotta read this one closely because I don't really understand it at first. On this day in 1902, the Orioles forfeited to St. Louis, having only five players available to play. They then forfeit their franchise back to the American League.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's a that's a rough day. Maybe they just uh, gotta go work the steel mills tonight. I can't get off.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh man. Um. On this day in 1925, a guy named Tris Speaker is the fifth to get 3,000 hits.
0: Yeah, old Tris, uh, one of the best to ever do her. Uh, let's see. <laughs>
1: On this day in 1939, who won the PGA Championship? Sam Snead. Good guess, but it was a guy named Henry Picard. Uh, won a so- second major title defeating Byron Nelson. With a birdie at the thirty seventh hole, what the heck? Thirty seventh hole? I oh, must win a uh, extra playoff or something. And uh, I don't know. they nineteen forty one. New York Yankee Joe DiMaggio's fifty sixth game hitting streak ended in Cleveland.
0: Did I share this stat the other week um, about Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak? I got to go back in my Twitter and find I don't it. Think you did. Uh, Joe DiMaggio during his 56 game hitting streak hit 408, 463 on base percentage, and a 717 slugging. That's absurd. Ted Williams during Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak hit 412 with a 540 on base and a 648 slugging percentage. He was a better hitter during Joe DiMaggio's 56 game hitting streak than Joe DiMaggio was.
1: Those guys are pretty good, huh?
0: Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Jeez. I watched a Seinfeld uh, episode today where, well, uh, <laughs> old Kramer punched Mickey Mantle.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's a classic. Yeah. Uh, on this day, 1974, Bob Gibson became the second pitcher to strike out 3,000 hitters.
0: He's a pretty good one, too. He's he's the reason why they had to lower the mound because he kept putting up ERAs in the ones. On this
1: day, 1979, the All Star game was held in the, at the Keen Dome in Seattle, which Seattle just had the All Star game. They now won 7 to 6. Who was the MVP? National League in seventy nine. Give me Michael Jack Schmidt. Dave Parker of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, On this day in nineteen eighty three, who won the British Open?
0: Eighty three. Give me Jack.
1: Good guess. Tom Watson won his fifth mm. Open Championship. Man, yeah, he was pretty good at that. Uh, on this day 1990, New York Yankee Deion Sanders hit an inside-the-park home run. <laughs> who won the British Open on this day
0: 1994?
1: 94? Um, I have no idea. Nick Price won his second of three major titles, his only British Open title. He won by one stroke over Jesper Parnovic. On this day in 2005, who won the British Open? Uh, give me Tiger. It was Tiger Woods, won his 10th major title at the time, led wire to wire, won by five shots over Colin Montgomery. Mm-hmm. On this day, 2011, who won the British Open?
0: 2011, huh? Is that Adam Scott.
1: Good guess. He was around that time. Mm-hmm. Dar- Darren Clark claimed his only major title, winning by three strokes over Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson. Uh, a few more here. On this day, 2016, who won the British Open? I don't know. Hendrick Swin- Swanson. Stinson. Jeez, I can't even read. Hendrick. I'm a sound like Lloyd Crispus. <laughs> Hendrick Stinson uh, shot a final round 63 for a record 20 under par, one by three over Phil Mickelson. On this day, 2018, the MLB All Star game was held in Washington, D.C. Oh, and then it didn't give me the MVP. Never mind. Scratch that one. I thought it would. I remember
0: uh, Wilson Contreras had a homer in that one.
1: Yeah, the team's combined for a record 10 home runs, counting for 13 of the 14 total runs. Uh, Last year on this day, who won the British Open?
0: Oh, it was um, the guy who's a live guy now, right? Yep. Um, Long hair. Yep. Um... Shoot. I
1: I know exactly who it is, but I can't think of his name. Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. He won by one stroke over Cameron Young, and uh, then Roy McIlroy was another stroke behind for third. Mm -hmm. And that's going to do it for this On This Day segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And if you let them know the Tana and J-Man Show sent you, you get 15% off your first sign order. Get your signs in. Well, speaking of golf, uh, the fourth and last major championship for the year is this week, 2023 British Open, or the Open Championship as they like to call it now, but I'm always going to refer to it as the British Open. It's being played at Royal, Liver- Royal Liverpool. Liverpool. I cannot talk tonight. Words are hard. The last time it was at Royal Liverpool was in 2014, a guy named Roy McIlroy. One, and uh, Ricky Fowler and Sergio Garcia tied for second. Rory's
0: coming off a win, too.
1: He won the Scottish Open yesterday. Uh, Pretty impressive. Uh, Do we have a bucket on the horizon?
0: This will be the J-Man's bucket prediction of the week. Rory McIlroy will absolutely, (laughs) absolutely win the Open Championship. Uh
1: he's 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 the favorite he is the favorite yeah his uh, odds are plus 525 followed by scotty scheffler plus 750 john rom and ricky fowler at uh, plus 1200 tommy fleetwood victor hovland cameron smith plus 1500 brooks kepka plus 1800 i kind of like those odds for brooks then you got xander schauffele terrell Hatton, colin marikawa shane lowry dustin johnson jordan speed patrick Cantlay, on and on and on Where's Justin Thomas out here? Because he has not been playing well. Yeah, plus fifty five hundred right there with Wyndham 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 Clark's right ahead of him at plus five thousand. So, (laughs) never know, never know. Anybody can win the Open Championship. I mean, Phil Mickelson won it. Nobody thought he'd win it when he won it. It, It's a it's a major championship. An older guy can go and get because a lot of it's based on what time you play because of the weather.
0: I was gonna say the weather's usually terrible. Right. It's usually it's rainy, so it's windy. windy, it's
1: cold. Rainy. Yep. It's Link style golf, which that's why I really like Ricky's chances. He likes Link style. Didn't play the greatest in the Scottish Open was in it within two rounds, had about a bad weekend. But uh I'm I'm you know why not? I'm going on board, I'm, I'm picking Ricky to win it. Oh
0: boy. The J Man's Poker predictions of the Prediction <laughs> week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto Business Renters Workers Comp and Farm Insurance Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is Travis.watching at INFB.com.
1: My, ga- my guy David Duvall and John Daly are tied for the worst odds. And they're only in it because oh, they're past their past open championships.
0: I hope that John Daly movie comes to fruition with me too. Uh,
1: yeah, with Jonah Hill playing him, that would be uh, fantastic. He's a character. He and yeah, his son both. Jonah Hill. Uh, he's kind of been in the headlines for the wrong reasons lately, though. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Most celebrities yeah. are. That's true. That's true. That's true. But uh, I don't have too much else to talk about the Open. I mean, it should be fun. It's one of those golf tournaments where you're golfing. You got to get up pretty early to watch it because yeah. the broadcast will start about four a.m. on Thursday. And Man, you got gonna do it? In, not that early. Um. I might check in occasionally throughout the day, but it's always a fun one. It's, it actually might be my favorite major to watch because mm-hmm. I, I don't agree. know. I like that type of golf and, and I mean, when you can hit a ball hundred yards short and still make it run up on the green and it takes a lot of strategy and precision. I like that. So I like
0: bad weather too.
1: Yeah. See them, bad see, them, sports see them grind it out, grind it out a little mm-hmm. bit, get their money's worth. So wouldn't shock me if a live guy wins, but like I said, I'm going going Ricky Fowler. It's probably more hope than anything, but hey, he's hot lately, so keep it rolling.
0: Uh, moving on to my word association. It's not golf related. I kind of hinted at this last week when we talked about the uh, Northwestern uh, Pat Fitzgerald uh, scandal, or Pat Fitzpatrick as I called him last week. <laughs> but uh, coaches that have been fired or resigned in disgrace,
1: starting with my boy, Tim Beckman. Wife supposed to make some great lasagna. Great um, lasagna. Yeah. Interesting guy. Had some good moments at Illinois, but for the most part it's pretty average. Came from Toledo. Um a lot of times Big Ten wires football or basketball, the Mac hires just don't work out very well. Yeah, that is true. When's
0: when's the last good one?
1: I'm sure there's one I can't remember, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. The Big Ten, I can't think of one. Ter- Terry not- Terry Hepter was doing a good job in Indiana when he Ooh, came he from was. Miami, Ohio, before yeah. he passed away.
0: Uh, outside of the Big Ten, Matt Cam- now Matt Campbell was kind of the guy that they should have hired, even though he was OC at Toledo under Beckman. Uh, he's had success. Lance mm-hmm. Leipold at uh, Kansas has had success coming from um, Buffalo. But uh, other
1: than that, not, not too much. I mean, we you know- had Brian Kelly at one time with Central Michigan
0: yeah he's yeah um and and Antonio course,
1: before him yeah, at Antonio, Michigan state you
0: yeah. know uh but yeah timmy timmy Beckman uh his his scandal kind of looks kind of weak compared to uh yeah. what's the recent events uh but uh i I got my wish and he got fired yes you did uh, that's kind of started was, your hashtags yeah he was a buffoon that's what <laughs> I uh, like he got. He got busted for having chew on the sideline when you weren't allowed to have chew on the side. He got so many sideline warnings. He he was just he he was a terrible face for the. Uh,
1: what was know, it? You play take play. away three three plays. You take away three plays,
0: and we're we're right in that game. Yeah, well, you lost <laughs> by twenty eight, buddy. Um, Those were three touchdowns. That was kind of just, yeah. He 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 was something. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to uh, another Big Ten guy, Kevin Wilson.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I mean the guy can call offense. He still can. Um, yeah, then certainly. with the Ohio State, but, but yeah, what came out with him just doesn't sound like he was a very nice guy at Indiana. Yeah. And he called a good offense at Oklahoma before then, and he had some good offense at Indiana. He got them a couple bowl games. I mean they were they were rolling there for a little bit, but Indiana just can't consistently keep a good stretch of coach going. Yeah, Art Briles, Uh really good head coach, but an awful human being awful should never i don't think he will anyways but should never be a division one head coach again shouldn't be a head coach again period but yeah people keep hiring him on the lower levels for some reason he uh
0: he turned baylor into like a powerhouse which oh, baylor yeah. football was a joke of a yep. uh football program and he uh obviously really good football program but the stuff he covered up there uh pretty bad uh recent uh sort of scandal here bobby huggins
1: yeah uh bobby he was a character um had a drinking problem for a long time um it's fortunate how it's come to an end at west virginia but it's time i think it was time anyways good coach cincinnati good at west virginia got him the final four in 2010 um toughest nails teams but yeah anymore not only does hire legends not go so well for you but hiring all of my mater doesn't always go end well for you either
0: yeah, old, old Bob said he never technically resigned, so he's, uh, up <laughs> he's delusional. What,
1: are we going to have a sing uh the Hoosiers in the opening yeah. game? Is he just going to come out on the court? Uh, Bobby Knight. Oh, my. Uh, I mean, great basketball coach. I mean, I got I to gotta give credit where credit's due. I mean, look at the wins. You obviously know the game. You don't win that many games as a coach if you don't know what you're doing. But can you imagine if social media was around – During the Um, Bob Knight and and the Gene Kitty era for that. In the Lou Hinson era. It lasted more
0: than three months. No, it was, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, That documentary about his time in Indiana is pretty crazy out there, but didn't do much at Texas Tech. Would give him the tournament, but never really serious contenders. But uh, one of the best basketball coaches ever, but controversy follows that guy everywhere. And unless you're an Indiana fan, you probably don't like him. Yeah. Uh,
0: This, this one, looking back was the dumbest scandal and he probably shouldn't have been fired it was so stupid it pales in comparison to what is happening nowadays and that's Jim Trestle
1: yeah yeah um I'm really surprised he never got another head coaching job yeah, maybe I he he, yeah I know he got in some administration at Youngstown State but uh sweater vest man that guy could coach yeah. I mean Trestle Ball wasn't the most fun style of football but he got the job done and he would, He was just a winner. His teams were always, always pretty disciplined. And they went downhill after he left. I mean, Fickle took over in a tough position. But then Urban came in and got him going again. And now Day, who could be on the hot seat, depending on what happens this year, which is crazy. Depending on what happens against Michigan this yeah, year. Yeah, which is crazy. But, yeah, Jim Trestle can coach football.
0: Yeah, that, that one was so stupid. They, yep. they sold some gear to get some tattoos. Yep. Now Nowadays, with the NIL, it's not even a thing. And the only thing Trestle did wrong was lie about it. Yep. Uh, if he would have come out and said, yeah, they did. He probably, he, I don't think he'd still be there, but uh, probably wouldn't have been fired.
1: Urban wouldn't have ever been there though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It could have been an interesting domino mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, a domino that didn't happen. I should say Yep. Uh, Johnny Gruden.
1: Oh, Chucky himself. Um, yeah. I actually went to the Bronco Raider game the week he was fired. Oh. Uh, and then the Raiders just put it on the Broncos. What a terrible effort. We're like, all right, playing Raiders are struggling. <laughs> yeah. Intramed coach just got whooped, but yeah. uh, Gruden, good coach. Um, but I don't see him ever getting a job again.
0: Was he a uh, good coach though? He was good back what, in the was early it, what, thousands.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, huge name. Uh, um, yeah, big name, but yeah, probably wasn't as good as a coach as his name,
0: I guess, name value. But yeah, he had a lot of Jeff Fisher in him, and people do not view Fisher as that great of a coach.
1: He was a Raider, that was for sure. Yeah, I mean, it fit was, them perfectly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joe Paterno.
1: Mm, man. Uh yeah. I mean, he died of a broken heart pretty much, but he knew a lot of things that were going on and didn't report it. So he should have been gone a long time. Should have retired a long before he that even came out. Um, legendary, legendary coach. He's one of those coaches kind of like Bobby Bowden, who just couldn't let go, didn't know what they were gonna do mm-hmm. with the rest of their life. So they hung on so they literally couldn't hang on anymore. Yeah. It's
0: it's kind of interesting looking back, uh, Two legends at their program. And obviously, Paterno's a big time legend, but Joe Paterno's last game was a snow game against Illinois. Pat Gerald's last game was a uh, spit and snow game against Illinois. So uh, I, I don't play Illinois if you. Don't I, I was
1: gonna say if you're playing <laughs> Illinois in the snow, you might be worried yeah. about your coach's future.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Kelvin Sampson,
1: Uh good basketball coach. I mean, look what he's yeah, done with he's Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting if he didn't do those recruiting violations and a million text messages and when the time period you weren't supposed to when he was at Indiana. He had Indiana going um, even that season, and then um, as as Big Ten fans who aren't fans of Indiana, I think we can be thankful that he yes. didn't stick around there because they were going to be pretty good.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. I would put him in that top five head coaching. Uh, thing in the uh in college basketball
1: yeah i think he's at the perfect level for him i don't think he needs yeah. to go which i mean to, he, uh, power six well houston's bumping up to the big 12 oh they? you're right you're right yeah yeah which we'll uh, be talking about next week my gosh uh, yeah
0: i was gonna ask you what we were doing next week big 12
1: talking big 12 uh, football uh, next week we yeah. have to do some research bobby petrino uh what did i see today uh jimbo jimbo uh fisher called him a great great guy i'm like eh, i don't know about that uh maybe <laughs> yeah. a great football mind but i don't know about the guy part uh Ooh. yeah um got in a motorcycle wreck with a cheerleader at uh, arkansas uh, that yeah. he also left the atlanta falcons after like a minute um
0: yeah <laughs> yeah but he
1: just kept getting jobs all over the place keeps getting jobs i mean yeah just scummy scummy yeah. guy steve sarkeesian i don't remember what he did
0: so he had a bad alcohol issue when he was at uh, USC that's right. for like that's two right. years, and he'd show up to meetings. That's right. Um, but
1: I think he is on the hot, hot seat at Texas this year. Because Texas sure, should be yeah. really, really good be. yeah. before they go to the SEC. If they don't win the Big 12 this year, with as long as Quinny Ewers, who he needs to produce too, if he doesn't produce, if, if Texas wins eight or so games, uh, he might be looking for another yeah. job. Yeah. They, they don't mess around on there. Just, new no. Yeah. No. Uh, Mike Leach oh man uh, rest in peace Mike Leach one of the funniest coaches around but definitely had some controversy at Texas Tech but I uh, was doing well at Mississippi State yeah. he did well wherever he went his offenses were good uh, Washington State too after Texas Tech I forgot about that Washington State then then uh, Mississippi State um, air raid offense man air raid offense uh, funny guy seemed like a really good guy um, yeah. fortunately gotten some of that controversy with the uh i can't think of the analyst um oh um craig wasn't it craig uh
0: yeah played for smu back
1: in the day yeah that's who's son was that it was with concussions and supposedly put him in the closet and all that yeah. stuff um but yeah rest in peace to to uh to michael leach for sure rick patino uh scummy um will be interesting to see what he does at st john's yeah. But controversy falls that guy everywhere.
0: Yeah, St. John's I think is a good fit for him. Oh, he's
1: absolutely! Uh,
0: he, he's gonna he's gonna do well there.
1: I, I was I was this point, to so see your boy Carbello didn't stay there.
0: My boy Carbello has some issues, and I don't know. Yeah, if he does play some uh, college yeah. basketball game Got kicked off the Puerto Rican national team for getting into fights with the head coach Carlos Arroyo and
1: Carlos uh, Arroyo was the head coach. Yeah, filled.
0: Yeah, I know it. Um, getting in fights with teammates and the trainer. And so he got kicked off and they tried to give him every opportunity. So things aren't going well there for old Curbello. Um Hugh Freeze.
1: Auburn would hire him. They would <laughs> yeah. be a program to hire him. A uh, good football coach, but he's a big time slime ball. It'd be interesting to see, see what he does now after he did some good work at Liberty. Um, now he can, I mean, you don't have to cheat anymore with nil. But I was going to yeah. say he could cheat his tail off, but he doesn't really have to. But uh, yeah, it'll be he, interesting. He was kind of the equivalent
0: of uh, Rick Pitino uh, yes. there with what they were doing anyway behind yes. the scenes. But
1: uh, yes, Ole Miss, he had it going, and but he uh, was breaking every rule in yeah, sight. So
0: uh, last one here, I had to throw a baseball guy in here, uh, AJ Hinch. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, where's the trash can? <laughs> I don't have one big enough to hit up here but uh yeah I was he got a job pretty quickly with the mm-hmm. Tigers um did all those guys get their jobs back except Beltron didn't but yeah Beltron didn't but Cora's back yeah
0: uh, which which I guess they didn't really get they yeah. n- not as wide scale as the Astros yeah. did yeah. but uh yeah. but, Jeff now their GM didn't which honestly it it still annoys me that the players got off Scot free sure uh, and the management. Now, the management deserved to be fired too. But uh, yeah, they they needed to do something to the players. I, yeah, I, I mean the
1: the management was. knew what was going on, but the players are the ones who did it.
0: Yeah, they know? were the so. yeah they they were the ones that did it. So yep but,
1: uh, yep yeah. Good list, J-Man. That's the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Performa Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performa Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years' combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. And we, on our episode preview, it said we were going to talk about our Mount Rushmores of our favorite sports teams. We'll do that next week. We've tried to do it last week, ran outside, this week ran Maybe out Maybe we time.
0: start with that next week. We'll start
1: with the next week, yeah. and then we'll talk baseball and also Big 12 football preview, which we've never done this. We were, we're trying to do a different <laughs> conference every week leading up to the I'll, start of college football. I'll, I'll
0: actually learn about these teams, because so I know nothing. And now I'll have to do some research. Yeah,
1: so. you just... Uh remind me that Houston's in the Big 12, so is UCF, BYU, and yeah. Cincinnati. On top of Oklahoma and uh, Texas being in there for one more year. So. One more year. Yep. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Looking forward to some college football talk next week. Speaking of football, that was the topic of the birdie oh. or bogey question night, which was, who are the only two current NFL quarterbacks who are in the top 10 of career passing touchdowns in college football history? One for a par, two for a birdie, zero for a bogey. I know Case
0: Keenum's still around.
1: Yes, Case Keenum is on the Houston Texans for the okay. third time in his Dang. NFL career. He,
0: he was with the Bills. I thought he was still with the Bills.
1: Yes, he's played um, for like eight teams. I looked it up today. It's crazy. So you at least have a par. So we're at least still tied going into the next week. You could take a one-stroke lead here. I've been going down each
0: team. <laughs> Of guys that I think have played a bunch of college football. You, you got to play a bunch of college football in order to. Uh... You,
1: you know, one name, this isn't it because he's not active in the NFL, but one name is Purdue's offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, is on the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew, I, I remember him throwing a ton of touchdowns at yeah. Texas Tech. Um, I'm thinking, man, Jameis threw a lot. Baker Mayfield.
1: You got a birdie, my friend. Oh, yes. Wow.
0: Oh, man.
1: That's well done. That's well done.
0: Oh. I was, I, was, I was between James and Baker. Luckily, I chose the right one.
1: You chose correctly.
0: Thanks for watching the and Jim mick Show. we will be back at it next Monday with another episode in our Big Club preview. Have a fantastic week, everybody.